Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. So I have to tell you, I am more than super pumped about having my next guest on the show, and I cannot wait to share her with you. So she is the creative founder of Growing Up in Heaven program, and it's for parents who want to connect and communicate with their children in spirit. Her personal journey through loss of her son, Jack, really has paved a way for families to move from grief to relief as they begin to learn how to make those connections with their children in heaven. My very good friend is a powerhouse in the spiritual communication realms. She has firsthand experience with loss and grief, which allows her to share a wealth of soulful and heartfelt tools and support on how to navigate the loss and find true meaning in life again. She runs her business from her home in Canada, so she's a fellow Canadian, and is the host of the Oracle of Light podcast. She enjoys kickboxing and working out, spending time in the mountains with her family and friends, and her continued quest for the perfect cup of coffee. I am so excited to share with you and then welcome my friend Shauna DeMellon to the show. Shauna, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so nice to be here. We're actually swapping podcast episodes. <laughs> we are. Hello. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is such a treat, such a pleasure. I um I love our conversations and I'm always excited to see where spirit will take us. So thank you. Definitely. So you know what's so interesting is um you had actually reached out to me on Instagram for whatever random reason. I'm pretty good about replying to messages. I never saw it. And then I was laying in bed, scrolling through my DMs and I go, wait a minute, where did this message come from? It was you. And I thought, what the heck? This is so odd. And um, I'm like, what? She wants me on her show? Okay. Then I started Googling your website, because I know you from social media. I love your videos. You do a lot of work on TikTok, the reels on Instagram. There, a lot of it is around like the growing up in heaven theme, right? And, and your personal experiences with bereavement, uh, you know, the loss of a child. And that resonated with me because I've had the loss of a, a child as well. So I start going to your website, looking around. And there's actually your program growing up in heaven. And I was like, shut the front door. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Now, I'm going to, that's the part I want to talk about. I want to back up just a little bit. So, for probably about a month or two, Spirit has been talking to me about doing a podcast called Growing Up in Heaven. <laughs> and to be honest, I've been, I haven't given it a lot of thought because. I've experienced the loss of a child. She was stillborn. It was devastating. And if she were still here in the physical, she'd be 24 years old. I have done what I can to work through that. I just don't know if I'm actually at the stage where 
I feel like I, I've come to the other side where I could actually present this to other people, if that makes sense. I've just found my own way to cope. Everybody does that. And just because I'm a medium doesn't make me indifferent to grief. And so I just don't feel like I'm the one that is able to bring this topic across in a way that is going to be helpful because I feel in so many respects, it's still a really raw topic for me. So Shauna, let's just delve in. Can you tell me about where all of your work has led you, all of your life experiences has led you to this point of helping others grieve through the loss of their child? Mm, Here we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here we go. I will give you the shortened version. Um, my guys are like, just give the little, the, a little snidge of that. And then we're going to go into the big stuff. So, you know, I, I saw spirit from as early back as I can remember. I used to call them the see-through people. And we grew up going to Catholic school, going to church. And, you know, we didn't have Teresa Caputo on TV. We didn't have books. It, it was not normalized whatsoever. So pretty soon I learned that, you know, not everybody saw what I saw. I was made fun of. I I won an award. Uh, I think it was grade four. I won an award for having my head in the clouds. And and I remember the whole class lit up and laughed and I was mortified. And I thought, they don't see what I see. They don't, they don't. Oh, wow. Oh. And then at that point it was like, okay, I better stop. I better stop looking at that. I better focus. And, and this is wrong. There's something not right about this. I really just wanted to have friends. I wanted to have people to have lunch with. So sort of dialed it back. And then after an accident, um, my daughter was a year old at that time. Um, after an accident here in Calgary, I rode the zip line and my parachute didn't open. So on impact, I knew something had happened. And right when I hit, I looked up and there was this huge, beautiful angel in the sky. And it was like, oh, what just happened? And it would take six years to get the correct diagnosis. And I went to specialist after specialist after specialist after specialist after specialist. And they all just kept saying, you know, there's nothing we can do. It was a cervical spine injury. And they said, you know, you're lucky to be alive. Um, we cannot operate. Just be thankful that you can you can walk. Be thankful that you can do the things that you can do. And it was just like it was like a few centimeters off from, you know, being being even worse than than the injuries were. So I kept hearing this voice in my head that kept saying, "Don't you dare stop! Don't you stop! Don't you stop! You keep going! Don't you stop!" And so I was really foggy on pain meds. I could barely function. I'm trying to raise my daughter. Trying to raise my family. And then I'm at this event here in the city and I meet these practitioners who were psychics, mediums, intuitives, um, medical intuitives, Reiki. You know, I met these people and it was like, huh, who are you guys? What is this? Oh, what is this? And so I get talking with them and I start to work with them. And they're like, well, you have these gifts too. And I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. Not a big deal, whatever. And then the main thing was 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 healing and, and feeling better about myself. And so I was introduced to this medical intuitive, Leo. He's my favorite Russian on the planet. And I worked with him for two years. And it was absolutely incredible. He's like, the first time he met me, he was like, what did you do? Something happened. And I said, well, I had this injury. And so I worked with him for two years. And then just for shits and giggles. I hope I can say that. Oh just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Just, I'm a pirate. So uh, I will contain it a little bit, just a little. <laughs> so just for shits and giggles, I thought I'm going to go have an MRI because I felt so good. And prior to meeting Leo, I was at the chiropractor weekly and the adjustments wouldn't hold. And I was living with pain and it was just, it was horrible. So I go for this MRI and the doctor comes in and he says, sorry, I've got the wrong, the wrong file here. It's at the, he says, 
something's not right. It says here that you had a, a cervical spine injury. So sorry. So he leaves and I'm thinking, huh? So he comes back in and he says, and they're checking all the numbers and, and, and the nurse comes in and she's like, well, can, you know, can we see your ID? And, and they're trying to verify that it's me. And so there was, there was nothing left. There was no, there's no scar tissue. There was no trace of the injury. This was a, a life-threatening, debilitating injury. And I sat there and it was like, oh my God, what, what have I stumbled upon? And then the next time I did a meditation, my grandmother came in who she's my favorite person in the world. That that's, that's, she's, that's the last name I was, I was sharing with you earlier. Demelin is my grandmother's maiden name. And she came into this meditation and she said, it was me telling you, don't you dare give up, keep going, don't give up. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. So that whole experience, a, I'm completely healed. So I realize how powerful our body is, how powerful the mind is, how powerful spirit is. And then B, my grandmother from the other side, she was my first loved one that really came in and kind of got the ball rolling again. So that was the first part. Then about 11 years ago, um, I started having dreams of a little boy. Every night I would go to sleep and there was this little boy. There was this little boy. He was everywhere. He was all around me. It was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And Emma started saying, when is my brother going to be here? I've got books to read to him. Uh, you know, we got to take him to Disney World. Mm -hmm. We got to teach him how to ride a bike. Do you think he'll do this with me? Do you think, you know, and I'm just kind of going, what? What is going on? This is just crazy. And I had had a tubal after we had Emma because it was such a difficult pregnancy and delivery. Because I was like, okay, that's good. I'm done. We're just, we're not doing that again. So we're sitting there and my husband looks at me and he says, do you, do you, do you want another baby? And I said, that's who I feel. And this had been going on for about six months. And I said, yeah, I can see him. And he's like, him? It's a boy? And I said, yeah, it's a boy. And he said, we should name him Jack. And I said, oh my God, Jack. So that was his name. So he was part of our family for months and months and months. And so we had started in vitro. And, you know, anyone that goes through in vitro, you know what that's all about. Like, it's just, there. it's just, it's so all encompassing. And um, we had one opportunity and it didn't work. And in that instant, I was absolutely devastated. Like just my whole world stopped. And even as a medium, people were like, well, what's the big deal? Just connect with Jack. I couldn't. I couldn't hear him. I couldn't see him. I didn't know where he went. I was literally devastated. So I threw myself into work, baking cupcakes, volunteering at Emma's school. I probably baked, you know, 10,000 cupcakes in those years. And then a couple of years after, I was guided to have a reading with a medium. And Laurel encompasses what a, an earth angel would be. If you Googled earth angel, her picture would show up. She's just so lovely. And the first thing she said to me was, she said, well, Shauna, have you connected with Jack? And I said, no, I can't feel him. I can't see him. I don't know what's happened. And she said, well, look up. And so I look up in the corner of the room, there's that big angel again. And this time she's walking toward me, holding hands with this little boy. And this little boy right? Is Jack. And I get emotional to the day. Like it just, that just, and I'm, I'm frozen. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? And so he comes running up to me. And he's like, mama, it's me. It's me. It's Jack. And I was just like, oh my God, you're okay. And he looks exactly like me. And so it was like looking in the mirror. It was like, oh my God, you're okay. And so what I know for sure is that if I hadn't been able to make that connection with him again, I would not have healed. I, I, 
it's not that I was, I was suicidal. I just, I didn't want to be here anymore. It was just such a heartache and such a pain and just, just so devastating. And so from that moment, I was able to start to heal. And, and Laurel had said to me, you need to give, you need to give the grief, the dignity that it needs to work through and move through you because you won't be able to do anything else unless you heal. So it was from that moment that I started to heal. And then I started to find heart rocks everywhere, everywhere. And those are my sign from Jack. And so part of the work that I do with, with parents who have lost children is A, making the connection for them, or B, teaching them how to do it. And most importantly, is helping them to find those signs. Because what I know, as I said, is the only way to heal from that type of loss is to step into the grief and just be with it and, and allow it to be whatever it needs to be. And, and it's different for everyone. I mean, I've read, as you have, I've read for years, for thousands, and and the stories are all different about how these children transitioned, how they've left the physical, but the pain is all identical. Every mother that I have interacted with, there is, and I zing as I say this, there is an unwritten language <laughs> to child loss. There is an unwritten vocabulary. There is a resonance that only another mother who's lost a child will understand. It's like, as soon as they know that I've lost Jack, they're like, oh, it's like, that's all I need to say. Like, I, I don't even need to say anything else. It's just like- I have to grab some Kleenex right now because this is like a total trigger for me, but oh, it's okay. Yes. No, it's good. It's good yes. though. Yeah. This is where, hang tight, yeah. everybody. Yes. Like when I tell you I'm giving you the good, candid, like raw stuff, um, this is totally true. This is totally true. And I got goosies from head to toe. So yeah, we are- Bec Because when you're a medium, it doesn't exempt you from going through grief. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you, where you lost your child. There's so much that goes into the grief, not just the physical loss of their presence, yeah. but there's the hopes, the dreams, the expectations, you know, um, like in my experience, we had her room all decorated. We had the crib, we had all of that, just yeah. waiting a couple of months to bring her home. Yeah. And there's so much that goes through that, that grieving process where you've got family and friends that are excited and talking about how your child is going to play with their child. They're going to be best friends. They're going to get married. Like there's all of those fanciful conversations. And then when they don't materialize and everybody else's life goes on, yours is kind of like, um, it's like it goes in pause. And so for you to share this is so inspiring because what I find really cool and just so magical is that you already had a relationship with him mm -hmm. before his soul touched the earth. I did. Yeah. And it was that is so incredible. Yeah. And, and, and mediums, a medium, we all, we all work differently, right? I mean, yes, we're all connecting with and communicating with spirit, but we all have different, you know, gifts or, or how things work for us or, you know what I mean? And, um, it was interesting because when I connect with my loved ones on the other side, and there have been other loved ones too, it's like they are as real as you are. They're as real as you would be sitting in the room with me. That's how real Jack was. Like I could feel him, sense him, smell him, taste him. It was just like he was, I was just all in and he was so real. And it was just... 
Yeah. And you know, it was funny because I, I didn't ever want to talk about it. I was like, no. And I, I joke with people. I've said this hundreds of times, you know, I didn't wear mascara for those two years after I connected with him again, because I didn't know where I was going to be. I was going to be triggered. And, you know, it was a couple of years after that. And my practice started to shift and I had a woman book in with me and, and I, I always have permission to share stories. I don't, you know, the work that we do is sacred. And so I ask, you know, are you okay if I share this? So I had one of my, one of my very first clients, she reached out to me and she said, you know, there's something up with my sister. There's just, I, I, I don't know, like we're, we're best friends and there's just something not quite right. And I wanted to give her a session with you, you know, as, as a gift, is that something we can do? And I always joke and I say, absolutely. As long as they're willing and able to do the session, because wives will buy husband's sessions. It's like, please don't do that to either of us unless he wants to come because he just, absolutely. I just, just don't, don't do that. Please save your money. Go get a pedicure. Like seriously. So, (laughs) right. So she buys, she buys this session and she books in with me. And within the first, you know, five minutes, I say to her, okay, I've got Ruth here. I've got Barry here. I've got Trevor here. And as soon as I said, Trevor, she started crying and she sat there for about 25 minutes and just cried like weeping, just Oh, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a release that powerful before. And my guides were like, just push the Kleenex over and just hold space. We've got to do this. And it was like, okay. So she stops and she dries her eyes and she looks up at me and she said, that was what we named my son. And she said, we lost him before we had the chance to tell our family and friends. And I just, in that moment, I just, my heart was so shattered. I just, I felt her pain and it was just, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she said, and she just, and she looked like a different person. Like from when she first sat down with me, she was so devastated and she wouldn't smile and she wouldn't make eye contact. And, and she just said, is he okay? Like you, you see him is, and I said, yeah, he's with your grandparents. And she's like, oh my God. And I said, yeah, and you've got a family dog. And she's like, oh my God. And it was just, it was so incredible. And I said, you're still connected. You will always be his mama. Always. Nobody can take that from you. And she was just so excited. And I said to her, I said, I can teach you how to do the, you can do this too. You don't have to come to me all the time. I said, I can teach you how to do this. You can connect with him and experience him and and know what the signs are from him. And I said, no, just allow this to be what it needs to be. It needs to work through you. It was stuck. And so now we've kind of got the ball rolling again and we just need to let this work itself through. And she looked at me. I always say to people, you know, I wish I could take a before and after picture because she was looked like a completely different person. I could see the light back in her eyes and she was hopeful again. And it's like, she looked at me and she said, you just gave me my life back. She said, oh my God. And she said, do you think, do you think I could ever have a baby? I said, oh, you're, you're going to have like a baseball team. Seriously. I think they have six now. <laughs> I, said, I said, you are, you're good. You're good. I said, you are, you are fine. And it was in that moment after she left, I sat and I cried. And I cried and I cried and I just, I sat there and I thought, God damn it. You guys are good. Fine. Fuck. This is what we're doing. Fine. Fine. Because I didn't want to talk about it. I just, as you know, we have, we need to be neutral. We have to be neutral. And those first couple of years, I did more life coaching and psychology and energy work and ghost busting those years because there's no way I could ever read for a family that lost a child. And the first, I would say the first probably handful of readings I did for families, I was like, 
no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. okay, Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got it. I got it. I mean, and there are, um, the beauty of this work is holding space for someone's heart and their healing and their, their journey. And it was from that, that reading in particular, that it's like the floodgates were opened. And I love to give women, especially women who have had stillborn, ectopic, failed IVF, miscarriage. I love to validate, and I zing as I say this, I love to validate that that is a real loss, a real loss. And, you know, and after losing Jack, that was the beginning of the end of my marriage because my husband at the time was like, well, you know, be thankful you've got Emma. Wasn't meant to be. What are we having for supper? And I, I sat there and I thought, are you fucking kidding me? I just lost my dream. And that's the biggest piece for women who have lost children is it's the dream. Absolutely. As you mentioned earlier, it's the dream of, you know, taking that child to Disney World. It's the dream of watching them be a sibling with their, their, other, their other siblings. It's watching them grow up, having the firsts, right? The teeth falling out and the tooth fairy and the magic and Santa and watching them grow into who they came to be and watching them, you know, make a mess and figure it out and, you know, marry whoever they want to marry if that works for them. And if, if they want to have children or have pets or what their, their vocation is, what their calling is in this life, it's just, oh my God, it's so much. And, you know, like you said, you know, when you lose, when you lose a child, it's, it's, I mean, I've lost a spouse, I've lost grandparents, I've lost, you know, I've had a myriad of different losses, but to lose a child, there's no, there's no way that you can kind of contain that, you know, and people always say, you know, just, just get over it. You know, you just need to move past it. You just need to be positive. And I'm like, oh yeah, be positive. (laughs) Half of my heart is somewhere. I don't even know where it is. (laughs) So it's like, wow. And yeah. And so it's, it's been, it's been arduous. It's been painful. I've told spirit multiple times to fuck off. I'm going back to school. I'm going to become a realtor. I'm I'm not doing this. And then it's like, God damn it. And then on those days, it's like, I'll get, I'll get an email. I just listened to your podcast and oh my God, for the first time in, you know, four years, I stopped crying because now I know I'm not alone. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Fine, fine. And so the signs are a huge part. I'm, I'm writing a book right now about all about signs from spirit. And on the days that are really hard for me, yesterday was one of those days. And even as a medium, I mean, we don't have perfect lives. We're still human. We still have stuff. And yesterday I thought I need to head out to Elbow Falls. And so Elbow Falls is about a 45 minute drive and it's out in the mountains. It's beautiful. I quite like it because it doesn't have cell service. Oh, to be unplugged. Nobody can get a hold of me. It's like, this is fabulous. And I go out and I look for heart rocks. And so I found, I had my big collection and Jack's there because that's where I found the first heart rock. So that's always been a special place for me. Yeah. And so for me, every time I pick up a heart, it's his essence. It's like, that's him. It's like, oh, oh, I can feel you. And yesterday it was weird because I sat there and there's this huge rock. And usually what I do is I go around, I gather heart rocks and then I'll usually put them somewhere and I'll take a picture of them because people love to hear about Jack and the heart rocks. And I sat there on this rock and he was there. He's always there with me. And he, he, you know, he wraps his arms around me and I'm holding him and uh, it's like, I just, and he sat there and I imagined holding his little hand, just something as simple as just holding his hand. You know what I mean? And, And it's just, 
And I've met other mediums before where they've said, well, what's the big deal? You can connect with him, not a big deal. And it's like, they're, you're kind of missing the whole thing because yes, I can connect with him. And I'm grateful, so grateful for that because that saved my life. But there's nothing replaces like the outdoor smell, you know, like when kids are outside and they come in and you're like, oh, you smell like outside or, you know, just, just to have them here in this reality, there's nothing that can replace that. Absolutely. And I find that, especially like when I went through my own loss, that there was so much uh, judgment that came with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like when our daughter passed and they did an autopsy, they said, literally, it was a fluke. It was amniotic band syndrome. So there was like a tear in the in the sac. And then these little bands started to form on her. Usually you miscarry, which I was in the very beginning, but she held on. And then I was almost seven months pregnant when I noticed mm, something's wrong, right? And um, they said, after they did her autopsy, they said, well, it's just a complete fluke random that actually made it harder for me yeah. because I was like I need to be able to point blame at someone something even if it was myself and I remember people saying to me Shauna and it was so hard like honestly I wanted to choke people out now okay I've moved past that believe me you know I'm not all love and light okay or at least I try to be but I'm still human Right. I still get emotions of it, anger. And this is like 24 years ago before I really moved into my healing. But people would say, well, at least you didn't get to know her. Are you kidding me? And, you know, uh, and there were so many comments like from multiple people, uh, family members, friends, coworkers. I thought, like, people don't understand the minute you find out you're pregnant, the minute that you are planning to have that fertilized egg implanted in your body, that you're a mom, you're a parent. There's so much that goes into that. Um, again, dreams, ideas, expectations, they're, they're part of your DNA. Yes. And we, as mediums know that whether they get to stay for a second in time or we get to have them for a full lifetime. Our DNA is connected and there's an energetic tie to that and that can never be severed. So like people have no idea and they can, and not ill-intentioned either, but sometimes they discredit the depths of the grief. And like I'm 24 years in and I'm talking to you and honestly, I'm holding back every tear I can an emotion just so I can get through the podcast and honestly I didn't even expect this oh. and that's how grief works you just don't know and there's something incredible when we can have signs and connections from our loved ones that let us know hey I'm okay I'm still here especially our children Shauna can you talk about Jack from when you were getting to know him before he incarnated to how he presents himself now. Is mm. he still young? Has he grown up? And what are what are your thoughts on how our children grow up in heaven and what that looks like? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Thank you, Courtney. And I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing this space with me. And thank you for sharing your heart and 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 for being so vulnerable. Thank you. I think that that is just so beautiful. So beautiful and so powerful. I really do. I really do. I I honor you and I, I honor this this space that we have together. Um, so it, it's almost like 
those six months, you know, before I say everything went the hell in a handbasket, um, it's like I would catch, it's like I would see whispers of Jack. Like, it's almost like he looked like a, a five to seven-year-old. Like, I would just sort of see him and and I would go upstairs to put laundry away and I would hear Emma in her room laughing and giggling and, and I would kind of peek in and she'd be like, she sitting there with this little boy and they were talking and they would have tea parties and and she was like oh yeah and and this and oh yeah and you're gonna love this kind of ice cream and oh yeah 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 like she had it all planned like she was so invested she was big sister she had big sister t-shirt she was like yeah and our family and friends knew that we were we were going through in vitro we're having a baby like I was I'm big energy to begin with and then with Jack I was like I don't remember, I don't remember before that. I don't remember ever being that excited. I mean, I was super excited with Emma. You know, like I remember the moment that she implanted, I was like, I felt this wash of energy over my body. It was like, whoa, what a minute, what, what just happened? Oh my God, something happened, something happened. <laughs> that was her, right? And so I feel things exponentially. And so Jack was real. Like it just like, and every day, Emma, she had this, this new idea. Like she would journal all the time and write and she created art and she drew all these pictures of our family. And it was like, I already felt like our family was complete. Like having the idea of Jack, it was like, yeah, yeah. I've got my boy, I've got my girl, I've got my sweetheart. This is it. This is happening. And then after losing him, the same thing, it was like, people were like, well, you know, be thankful that he wasn't, you know, five or 10, you know, be thankful that you have Emma, you know, just wasn't meant to be. And like I said, my, my husband at the time, he was like, he would just look at me. Like I would just be a blubbering idiot some days. And I'd be like, I should have, I should have done this. And I should have done that. And, oh, you know, like I'm just a complete mess. And he's just sitting there like, oh, did you take chicken out for supper? I'm going to go check some emails. And it was like, just, he just did not have the capacity to hold anything around it. And then I went to my doctor and I just, I felt so depressed. And you talked about anger. I was angry at God. I was angry at the doctors. I was angry at my ex-husband. I was angry at me. I was angry at, at Jack. I was angry at everybody. And we know under, you know, under anger is, is pain. And I joke with people that, you know, kickboxing got me through Jack and it got me through my divorce. <laughs> it's like, I had to give myself permission to be really angry. And with losing Jack, there was a rage that I, I wasn't prepared for because I grew up being told, oh, you're such a good girl. Shauna's such a good girl. And I was always fun. And, and I just, that, it changed me. So in answering your question, I had to learn who I was after Jack and I also had to work through the fact that I'd given up all of my, I gave up on all of my dreams after I lost him. I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Whatever. And so I, it's like, I became a shell of myself, but I wasn't my old self, if that makes sense. And so, totally. I had, yeah, I had to work through this whole process of, okay, what do I do with this? And oh my God, like, how do I shift this? How do I change this? How do I, what is this? And so again, it was that day when I reconnected with him with Laurel and then and then he would come in all the time, you know, and, and it's funny because he would, we would play this joke, you know, he would come and sit next to me and he'd say, count the freckles on my nose. I've got some new ones. And so he would come in and start playing these funny games with me and these silly things. And, and it was so fun. And, and it's like every year, you know, like June is, June is the anniversary month. So, you know, and I'm not going to cry, not going to cry. 
And so, yeah, 10 years in and it's still hard. 10 years. And like I said yesterday, I was out looking for heart rocks and again, I was never, never suicidal, but I just, I was like, if I could press a button and not be here, I would go. And I just, and, and I thought, how do you rebuild after this? And so it's been my own journey and then working with so many other families to, you know, help, it helps me, as you know, like every single session, every single student, it's helping me to learn and grow as well, because I can't know all of it. And then it, I noticed every year that Jack looked a little bit older. And so now when he comes in, he looks like a 10 year old. And every now and again, it's usually once a year, there's, there's, an, there's a moment in time that it was about a year ago, I was at this event. And it was last summer. And I went outside just to have a little bit of a break and you know, just, you know, sit in the sun for a bit. And there was a little boy with his dad and he was going down the slide. And I'm kind of looking at this little boy and he would have been like eight or nine. And I just kind of looked at him and, and he was just, just such a sweet little guy. And he's running around and he comes right over to me. He goes, are you watching me? I looked at him. And I said, I am go. And he turned back. And in that split second, I saw Jack and it was like, oh my God. And he went up and down that slide about 20 times and he was roaring and laughing. And his dad's like, what are you doing, buddy? And he's like, I'm not done yet. And he kept running by saying, are you watching? Do you see me? And I was just like, oh my God, I could feel Jack's essence. It looked like him and this little guy. And then finally it was like, he did one more pass. He said, are you watching? And he like froze at the top and he like went like this and kind of blew me a kiss. And I was, I would grab it. And I sat there and it was like, oh my God, that's my son. Oh my God, that's him. And so he went down the slide and then his, he went over to his dad and he's like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. He sounded different. He looked different. I was like, oh my God, that was my son. So I see children growing up in heaven. And what I know is that that child will come through in a way that's the most comfortable for the mom or for the family. So for me, I see him growing up. For other parents, they are forever five. They are forever a baby. They are forever, you know, whatever that looks like. And that's okay. It's perfect. Like, I'm not here to say, no, everybody else is wrong. This is right. I know that what brings me the most comfort is knowing that he's safe, knowing that he's thriving, knowing that he's still continuing to learn on the other side. He has such a beautiful healing energy. And just for that short amount of time that he was here, was such a gift to the planet and that energy and that essence comes through me and I some days I don't even understand it some days I don't understand me and then you add his energy in and it's like whoa what just happened and so it's just really it's really it's really knowing what's true for us and I always tell people if you don't get what I do that's okay you know if you don't if you don't believe in what I do that's okay but my, my wish is for everyone to not feel alone, especially parents who have lost children, to just be open to the possibility that there's more. Because again, if, if I hadn't connected with him again, I don't know where my life would be. And so, and does it make it easier? Some days, some days it does. Some days, you know, I see families and it's like, <sighs> okay, yeah, all right. And so, yes, that's, that's how I see him. I see him growing up every year. I think eventually he'll, he'll probably, he's telling me 21. <laughs> I found him, he says, cause then I can drink and all the States and everywhere. He's, he's got quite the sense of humor. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, he says, you know, at 21, that that's, that's the age that he will stay. And again, that's different for everybody. And so again, it gives me comfort knowing he's going to grow up. And every time he comes in, he's wearing something different and he just, you know, and, and from what he showed me on the other side, like his, his soul is continuing to grow and expand and, and learn different things on the other side. Like, you know, it looks like, you know, there, I see structures and buildings and, and I see him with other family members and I see him with other children and he comes in and we work on different projects together. Like the program, that's him. I just, I'm the vessel that it's coming through. And so it's, it's just, it's amazing, you know, and it's, I don't have all the answers. Like I'll probably, I, I won't, you know, until I transition back, I probably won't have all the answers. And it's funny because Laurel had said to me, she said, you need to find a way to accept this. And she said, that's just going to come in time. And she said, you just have to work through it. And she said, when it's all said and done, yes, you will have a conversation with God and say, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And, and, you know, even having conversations with Jack, it was like, why didn't you stay? What was that? And I don't, I, he doesn't ever give me, oh, well, it's because of this or it's because of that. I've, to this day, I've never had anything. And I've worked with other mediums too, and nobody... No, he doesn't give anything. And so it's like, it's trusting that everything is, has unfolded somehow, some way, the way that it was meant to. And I, I love the work of Peter Crone because he says, you know, it's a choice to suffer. And the suffering comes from thinking that we could go back and we would have a different outcome. But he says, there's no guarantee of that because the outcome that we have is what we have. And the work yeah. is to start to accept that and to help our mind accept it, to help our heart accept it. Because again, I mean, I have replayed the whole thing with Jack. I've replayed it a million times. Like every mother I've played, I've, I've replayed it a million times. And it was like, God damn it. There must've been something I could have done differently. And of course there's a lot of guilt and there was shame and it was hurt and just, Oh, all the emotions. And then, in time, it was like, it got easier, you know, and like, I, I'm still triggered to this day. And, you know, I was, I was out at an event a few months ago and a mom walked by and she's like, Jack, okay, come on. And I was just like, <gasps> just, it still gets me. And, and that's okay. Like, I just, I think it's, I think it's also an invitation to just really be the best that we can be to really show up as the best version of me. And Again, and the gratitude that I can connect with him and I can experience him. I love that. That's so beautiful. Through grief, we can learn so much about life. We can really get an appreciation of what the purpose of this physical incarnation is all about. And I know through my own uh, loss, I, I was not in a good place. I was in some pretty dark, dark, places. And honestly, it changed my relationship with my first husband negatively. We ended up staying together, having two more kids, but I just remember there being so much fear about having more children. And honestly, I was just a total wreck when I was pregnant. I was just feel so full of anxiety and, mm -hmm. um, and going through all of that, it was really difficult. But what was incredible is shortly after my daughter's, um, passing, she came to me clairvoyantly right away. She never presented as a baby though. Uh, she looked about two years old. And what's so interesting is when my daughter, who's almost 23 now, 
was born and started to grow up and was about two, there were so so many similarities, even down to the hair color and the ringlets. I don't believe she's an incarnation, like reincarnated um, into my daughter, but there's some pretty strong family genes. And I go, holy smokes. And I remember having direct communication with her. And I still remember it clear as day. Now, if you asked me yesterday, um, you know, what I ate for dinner or what I did last week, I'd be like, I have no idea. But she said, "Um, don't be sad, mommy. I'm okay. Don't worry about yesterday. And then there, I actually have a binder of all this stuff that she said to me and I kept it. And when I look back now, I go, oh my God, I was channeling messages from her. And it was that communication that... um, that actually helped me through my grief. But what was interesting, Shauna, is I was not embracing my mediumistic abilities like at all, like at all. I always had them and I always tried to tune them out, but it was so clear what I was seeing. I was hearing her clear audiently. Like I couldn't, I couldn't dismiss these experiences I was having with her. But yet over time, I can tell you, like myself, I've had maybe half a dozen experiences with her over 24 years. And I've often wondered why. And I haven't gotten an answer. So I've had to have some acceptance. But what I found really cool is that my experience is that our children, whether whatever stage in life we've had, they've lost, we've lost them, mm-hmm. that they do grow up in heaven. Because I've seen her go from a two-year-old, she looked like a toddler, to an adult. Mm -hmm. But what was so trippy for me is when I've seen her, she's tall, which she ain't getting that for me because I'm I'm a proud five-foot-one woman, okay? Proud. (laughs) Proud five-foot-one woman. But she looks so much taller like my children, And her face looks very similar to one of my cousins, who's still here, and my other daughter. And I go, holy smokes, like you just can't even make this stuff up. Now people go, oh, well, you're a medium. You can just tune in. I haven't, I've tried and I don't really get that with her. And there's acceptance knowing that she's growing, learning and evolving on the other side. Am I going to get all the answers in this life? Probably not. But knowing that her soul continues to exist, that has given me some sort of comfort, knowing that she is being held by the ultimate presence of love and that she's okay. And one of the things I learned from my loss is that I really started to look at life differently. And to be honest, there was a lot of stuff that I was, I'll just say behaviors and just the relationship I was in, the way I felt about my, myself, it was so earth-breaking that it's kind of like ground zero. You have nowhere else to go but up. Okay. And for that, there was such a blessing in that loss. Now, I wasn't saying that a couple of years after her loss. It mm-hmm. took me time. So people that are listening, please don't think that this is something you got to get over right away in a hot minute. You don't. I'm 24 years into the grief. Am I ever going to get over it? Probably not. But we find our own different ways to cope. Shauna, can you talk about and share with us your program and how you have 
I'm sure with the inspiration of your son, Jack, developed this program to help support grieving parents. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And it was interesting, just a little side note. After I lost him, I went to my doctor and I said, you know, this, this is what's happened. And I just, I don't feel good. And she said, well, you should probably go talk to somebody. And do you want antidepressants? And I just sat there and I thought, those are my choices. And I said, no. And how about no, thank you. And so a lot of the work that I do is creating a community for, for mothers, whether they, you know, take a class or they follow me on TikTok or they listen to the podcast or they have a session or whatever that looks like is just to know that you're not alone because you're right. I mean, there's so much stigma around child loss. It's like, people don't know what to say. It's, it's uncomfortable. And it's just, if they try to turn it into a positive, you know, just, but in turn, trying to turn it into a positive, you're totally negating the loss. You're totally saying it, it doesn't matter. It's insignificant. It's, it's not real. Just get over it. And then people have shame and they get angry and it just, it's, and I'm 10 years in, right? So in 10 years, we have grown exponentially in creating a community. And there's so many, so many beautiful women who have lost children now that are creating, it's like a movement. It's like, no, this is a real loss. This is forever part of my soul's journey. Forever. That lifetime there, ooh, you had a deep loss. I mean, that's just, you know, that's not going to go anywhere. So I wanted to, I've had so many mothers say, I'd really like to learn how to do this. And so mediumship, as you know, terrifies most people. <laughs> it's like, there's two camps. It terrifies them or they're kind of curious. So yes. Um, Yes. And so mediumship is its own thing. And then the loss of a child is something, again, that that really doesn't have words to describe it. So I put together the program and the program is essentially what I went through and experienced. I had to reconnect with my soul. I had to reconnect with my faith. It shook my faith, everything. I was ready to walk away from mediumship. I was like, I'm done with this shit. I, I mean, if, if I'm a medium, then why wouldn't have I known what was going to happen? If I'm psychic, how come I didn't know what was going to happen? Like, come on. Like, I was, just, I was just ferocious. And so connecting with my spirit, regaining my faith. And through the program, we help parents understand, you know, what, what are your strongest gifts? Because that's how your child is going to connect with you first. So we figure out the strongest gift. And then we introduce them to their spirit guide that's going to work with them to make that connection. And then there's a healing component as well, because no matter where you are, whether you're 10 years, 24 years in, whether it's, you know, was last week, wherever that loss is, there's always an opportunity for more healing and to strengthen our heart. And so put this all together. And then the final piece of the program is you will make that connection and you will, you will experience your child on the other side. And so I do it in, you know, there are a couple of different options. People like, some people like to just buy it and run with the digital pieces and then just do their own thing. But I'm finding the majority of people, they want a little bit more handholding. And I get that. I get that. So we give them the digital pieces and then we meet for a few sessions where we work through the material. We answer questions, make sure everybody's kind of getting it and, you know, smooth out any of the energies that we need to. So yeah, thank you for letting me share. It's, um, it's a beautiful program and it's just, it's filled with Jack. It's just... Uh, yeah, it's it's filled with him. And it's the big message is, you know, <clears throat> there is life after loss. There is love after loss. And that love never dies. Even though Jack is not here in the physical, he's still 1000% alive in spirit. Absolutely. And also, for those of you who are listening, those that, of you that walk the spiritual path, we all know that we're soul beings having a human experience and that this physical vessel 
isn't, it's temporary. It's not meant to be here forever. Our human wants us to have those connections for a long time. Somewhere within the universe's plan, things change that often are not part of our plan. And it's not that we have to just have acceptance or tolerance about it, but perhaps being open to the idea that there are things beyond our knowledge that we can't see. And in the right time, whether it be on this side of the veil or the other, we're going to get all the answers that we need. And just knowing that our children are always, always, always there with us. Yes. And that they are a thought away. And that they can be with us in those moments of joy and grief and everything in between. And that your grief is real and Mm -hmm. that allow yourself to work through that experience and those emotions and have find grace for yourself, be compassionate with yourself and connect with people like Shauna who can help you navigate that process. To be honest, I didn't have any of that when I went through mine at all. And this is something a little bit raw, but my family didn't even know how to cope. And I delivered her and I filled up with milk. And that was so hard because I didn't have a baby. And I remember my dad coming to visit me and he said, is there anything that I can get you? And I said, can you go grab me some cabbage? He's like, what? You don't even eat cabbage. I go, yeah. Because I was told you put them in your bra and it's supposed to help with soothe everything soothe those were really real experiences that were horrible um nobody knew and nobody knew how to help me and I just wish that there were more people like you Shauna available like if we could clone you and then just like plant you in each province and throughout the world Yes. That could just help so many people, not only with through the grieving process, but making those connections with their children. Do you have any tips on helping some of the listeners who maybe have experienced a loss, you know, how they could start with maybe connecting with their children without taking away from your program, but maybe something that they could do to make a connection today with their child? Oh, absolutely. Right. And so, Again, thank you for, thank you for sharing. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's relatable, right? Like it's just, it's to have that vulnerability and to share is, I just, I just think is so beautiful. So I commend you. Um, in this space right now, for anyone, anyone who has lost a child, if you put, place your hand over your heart, because that's where your child connects. It isn't in our mind. It isn't 300 feet above. It is, no, they're literally a thought away. Like Courtney said, and so in this space right now, just place your hand over your heart, bring your focus into your heart space, let go of the day, let go of the worries, the list, the have to, the da 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 let go of everything and come into your heart and just uh, ask your child's energy to come closer. And just as you think of them, they're there. And just as I'm, I just, wow. <laughs> so just as you think them, like, like Jack's right here you know, and your daughter is right there. I can feel her. Yeah. And, and if you're not feeling anything right out of the gates, that's okay. It just means we need a little bit more practice. 
So when you're quiet, when you're in that space, after you've, you've done meditation, if you've, if you've done some yoga, after you've gone to work out after, you know, right when you first wake up, right, you know, just those moments of stillness, if you have a bath, if you just sit in nature, just those moments of stillness, place your hands over your heart, bring your focus into your heart and ask your child's energy to come closer. I zing from head to toe whenever I feel him, like I feel goosies, I feel like champagne bubbles in my heart. There's always a physical sensation. Sometimes I feel really emotional. Yesterday was a no mascara day. <laughs> it was just like, all right, we're doing this. And for me, it's kind of like getting back on a Bronco. I'm like, yeah, buck me off. I'm getting on again. You're not, you're not getting rid of me. <laughs> so it's just, again, continue. And, and I work energetically. And so, yeah, it's just, just allowing, allowing yourself to be in that space. And I always say to people, you know, people say to me all the time, well, I can't feel them. I can't see them. And I don't know what's going on. And it's like, just just allow yourself to be open and available to the possibility. That's all I need you to do. You don't have to figure out the how. The how, they will take care of the how. I just need you to be the clear vessel, like Courtney and I are, and just and just start with feeling them. And then the more that you feel them, the stronger the connection gets. And then every day when you bring them in, and then pretty soon you'll be doing something mundane. You'll be doing dishes and you'll feel them. Mm-hmm. You'll be driving and you'll feel them. And then that's how we start to build that connection. And then over time, you can do a meditation and experience them. You'll have them in your dreams. You'll start to see more signs. It's just, they just start to basically infiltrate every aspect of your life because they are probably even more excited that we know that they're with us. They're more excited when we find the signs, you know, than we are. We're excited, but they're like, yes, they got it. They got it. (laughs) So, and if you get stuck, don't, don't stay stuck. Promise me. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Courtney. Whoever your person is, find someone that can help you get going again because you don't have to suffer. You don't. You do not have to suffer. I've met several mothers over the years that are like, nope, I'm I'm not going to fully live until I'm off this planet with my child. And I get it. I get it. But you don't have to stay there. They want us to live our life. They're marinating in unconditional love and we can connect into that. <laughs> so bringing that energy forward. And again, if you get stuck, please, you know, reach out. I'm I'm always happy to answer questions. Like it's just, you don't have to book in with me or buy anything. Just if you're stuck, please reach out. And I love to hear about signs. I get emails all the time, every day, this happened and this happened and this happened. People just love to share. And I just, I love to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shauna, you were so heart-centered and sincere, relatable, uh, freaking hoot. I love you. Um, <laughs> thank you for holding space for so many people, including myself. And I know that this episode was definitely inspired by spirit and that this is a conversation that needs to be had and become more normal, become more upfront and mainstream because each and every day, women experience loss, but also the fathers too. Let's not forget about the fathers. For any fathers that are here listening and your partner, your wife, your spouse, whomever has experienced a loss, we know that you experience it too. I know that my ex, his way of grieving was just working, 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 working. He didn't know how to cope. We don't go get raised and, and grow up with with a, a toolbox that has all of the right little tools to help us encounter this experience, this experience, particularly right. grief, loss of a child. So yeah. 
please know that you are included in this conversation. This isn't just for the mothers and that if you are needing support and looking to connect with your child in the world unseen, that all of this information is applicable to you. You are able to connect to Shauna and, and she can hold space for you as well. Shauna, can you tell my listeners how they can reach out to you, how they can get in contact with you? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Courtney. Thank you. Um, just a quick note with the dads, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more moms booking in and then the dad will kind of sneak in. I'm like, get in here, (laughs) like just get in here. And you're right. It's, it's the primary focus of my practice has been moms, but I've also, I started to include that in the last year. I'm like, and for the fathers, I help families. I also work with the siblings, right? Like there's just Yes, everyone is welcome. So thank you. Uh, my website is livealifeyoulove.org, all spelled out. I'm on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Shauna DeMellon, over on Instagram, Shauna DeMellon Medium. Find us over on TikTok, leave a comment, have some fun with us. I love to respond to all of the uh, the comments with um, throwing up new TikToks, and that's Shauna DeMellon Medium. The podcast is the Oracle of Light. Uh, so you can come on to iTunes or Spotify and uh, and give us a listen, give us a, give us a like, a two thumbs up. I so appreciate that. And again, if there's anything, if you have any questions, anything's coming up for you, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Amazing. Everyone, all of that information you will find in the show notes. Shauna, thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your love, and for sharing your voice with my listeners. You're welcome back anytime. And we can always talk about something continuation on or something new, whatever. I'd love to have you back. Absolutely. I would be honored to. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you for creating this space for us. And I send everybody mountains of love and I'm going to disconnect and send all those babies with their mamas now. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, Thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to MediumCourtneyDawson.com or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.